Welcome to 1ABQ and You, Conversations, Culture, and Community, a City of Albuquerque production with your hosts, Mayor Tim Keller and me, Leah Black. Welcome back to another edition of our podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're happy to be here. We've got a big guest today that has a sports following. Uh, They're a big name in town that a lot of people know about. They're from here. They grew up here. And before we get to that, I want to know, did you play sports growing up? Mm, Sports ball. Sports ball talk. (laughs) Uh, You know, I love... uh, So I did. I did. I've learned not everyone did. uh, Because did you play sports? No. I was the artsy, clumsy person. I danced. I did dance. Yeah, that's cool. And you could argue is a sport. But um, yeah, so uh, I actually played a lot. My funny thing for me was like, I just had two neighborhood kids. So um, I grew up playing sports with them because like, that's just what we did. So instead of like after school or summer, I was just constantly in someone's backyard, like playing some sport because we had like a really vibrant neighborhood. Yeah. And so uh, that's how I learned every single sport. I never played really any sports until like maybe middle school, like organized. But I had played like stickball and I played like football in the backyard. And so then I get into it. But um, but look, hey, I love sports, actually. Yeah. And I like that Albuquerque is like a sports town, but in like a non-professional yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Which like is also awesome. Yeah. You know, whether it's high school sports or it's, you know, things like boxing, which we're going to talk about, or MMA. Like, I mean, we definitely are a sports town. But it's not in the way you think. It's more it's low not key. like yeah, everyone is like a blank fan. Right. Although you know, I know Cowboys and Broncos. And oh, all that, don't but, you, you know. start with yeah. that? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, but well, for me, I still. So now I still play. So I throw the football. I'm so pathetic that I just do uh, practice because like I'm too old to play. So you know, I did wear <laughs> well, pads. With an attitude like that, you are. You know, I, I I put the pads on and I played quarterback for like 14 plays for the Gladiators five years ago. It was incredible. I was 40. And um, I don't think I could ever pull it off again. No, they're like, <laughs> it's so, too, my time I mean, has it, passed. Yeah, my time has definitely passed. I mean, it had passed for that, but like I trained for that and everything. So now I just practice. So I, I throw pass patterns. Like, okay. I mean, it's the most boring thing ever, unless you really, I loved being a quarterback. Right. And so uh, that I'll was going to be my question. Till my arm falls off. Okay. Yeah. So what other organized sports besides football? Did you, did you, were you on any other teams type things? Well, most importantly, I was cut from the basketball team. <laughs> most importantly. Because I tripped over a chair and shout outs to the people who were there. Cause you remind me of this all the time. Yeah. We're doing the dribbling drills. Yeah. And I was like the last cut. And I just caught a chair, but it was high school. So it like fell and the ball rolls all the way to the other uh, end. And it's and, like slow and motion. my career in basketball slowly rolled with that ball to uh, the end. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but uh, that's okay. I mean, I wasn't that good anyway, obviously. <laughs> sorry, I'm so, laughing, uh, but I'm picturing yeah. this. Yeah. I did baseball. I, so pitching and some other Baseball was cool. Okay. So baseball and football were my, my gigs. Have you ever tried boxing? Have you ever put on some gloves? I have always wanted to. And no, I have not. And because I kind of like contact sports, but that's different than combat sports. Right. So I'll just straight up. I respect it. I love it. It's I've never scary. had the courage to do it. But I'll tell you a quick story. When I went to college, they have uh, amateur boxing, okay. which is really weird for college. I think it's only Army and Notre Dame. Huh. And so my roommate was big into boxing and he knocked a guy out. And I asked him just last week, I was like, Hey, you remember that time when you knocked out? I think his name was like the Bone Crusher or something. Oh my gosh. This is like a huge deal. (laughs) So like, and I remember on his dorm room wall, he had a picture of him like in this crumpled body below him. And it's just him, you know, like this This is the coolest picture ever. I mean, come on. You're like 20 and it's awesome. He regrets that to this day. 
Yeah, just for what it's worth. We're knocking somebody out. Well, yeah. I think like, and also I think a lot of those guys are kind of messed up. They were amateur boxers. Right. Not like our, our guest is a professional and has yeah. been doing it a long time. These guys are just college kids who just decided to get in the ring. So I would say in my own defense, right. in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't just get like all, hey, I should just go try boxing. Like it's serious. It's serious. You have to train. Yeah. It's a full on sport. You don't want to mess around with it. Uh, but for those who can do it. Yes. It's awesome. It is awesome. And it's a, an amazing spectator sport. If you can take it, sometimes people are like wincing. And But when it's done right in the, the right way, we're going to talk to somebody today that is really good at it. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk to Josh in just a second. And we're back. I'm really excited about this next guest because my dad, rest in power, was a huge boxing fan. And uh, it would kind of be a way I would bond with him. I'd sort of watch boxing as a little girl. And I just... I have a lot of admiration for the sport. Josh Pitbull Torres is a hometown boxing hero in our city. At 26 wins, seven losses, and two draws, he is currently WBC Latino champion, NM state welterweight champion. You are also a barber at Jake's 4th Street Barbershop, cutting hair in the same chair for 14 years. You have a huge following. Welcome, Josh. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the podcast. We're excited that you're here. Uh, what do you want people to know about your relationship to Albuquerque? Well, I think most people do know, but for the ones that don't, I just want people to know that I fight for them. I don't just do it for victories inside of the ring. I do it for victories outside as well. I do it to inspire the next generation of up and coming, up and coming, not just fighters, but people in general, people that may have dreams of their own and, you know, they want to pursue it, but they're on that brink of, you know, not pushing forward. And I just want to let them know that, hey, they can do it too. You're a good example. You're like, I also probably was on that brink at one point in my life. And you took it the other direction. So it's amazing to look at somebody that has done the same thing that maybe not if they don't want to be a boxer, but whatever they want to do, right? Yeah, definitely. And I've also hit a lot of lows in my career. There's been, you know, points where I wanted to give up. People have even told me maybe you should back away and, and step out of the ring. And sometimes I, I doubted myself and I wanted to listen, but I, I kept pushing forward. And man, if I would have quit back then, I would have missed out on so much. Yeah, I'm so glad. This is thanks for being here today. You wouldn't be sitting in this chair. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about your your boxing journey, which is correlated to growing up here. You know, and sorry, how how you found the sport and and how it's kind of evolved for you now at, at the highest levels. Well, it didn't start as a boxing journey. It started as a fighting journey. Mm. Growing up, um, my father bought me a pair of boxing gloves at a real young age. I must have been like eight or nine years old, and I put them on, and I just I fell in love. I used to make uh, my older cousins box with me, some of my good friends box with me, and I'd give them bloody noses at all the birthday parties, and <laughs> eventually they stopped wanting to do that. So <laughs> I missed that rush, that adrenaline from you know sparring and, and play fighting with my cousins and my friends. So I started getting into fights in school, which now obviously I'm not proud of, but right. it's something that I was seeking. I wanted that rush and that adrenaline. So. Um, I was fighting in school and I had a good friend that was a boxer and he kept telling me, hey, you should come box with us. And I listened to him for a long time and I just blew him off. And finally, one day I showed up and I knew I was home. I, I put on that pair of gloves. I got in there. I got my butt kicked for the first time. And I said, OK, I want more. What was so, the turning point that made you finally say, OK, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to go see what it's about. Um, I just think that void. Maybe I knew something was missing. Um, I felt like I needed more in life. I wanted more in life. So I just, I, I went, I wanted to challenge myself. And uh, yeah, the rest was history. Right on. And so how long have you been boxing? How long has that been now? It's been almost a 20 year journey already. Good for you. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way. It still feels brand new to me, still fresh, but 
It's been 20 years, yeah. That's amazing. I know that you have a following here in Albuquerque. Uh, what would you say to like, if there was like a seven-year-old kid here right now and they meet you and they're all starry-eyed, would you, would you set them on the same path? If they wanted to be a fighter, yeah, definitely. Um, if they were kind of like not sure what they wanted to do, I would say, hey, do whatever you're passionate about. I always tell people that um, it doesn't mean you have to be a fighter or a boxer or anything in sports, but whatever it is that you love, if you pursue it the way I, you know, put my passion, my heart into the sport of boxing, into my craft, I think you'll be successful. Mm -hmm. Tell us about what that takes, because I think a lot of people think, you know, uh, oh, it's it's hard work, but like. What is that? Like, how often are you in the gym? How often do you have to spar to get to like the level that you're at? Well, it's a lifestyle for sure. Um, I wake up every day. I, I, I run early in the morning before the sun even comes up. I'm running in the dark. Sometimes it's really cold. Um, and then I get back home. I get ready for work. I go to work. And then after work, I go straight home, get ready for the gym, prep for the gym. And then we train. We train for a good anywhere from an hour and a half, two and a half hours, depending on what we do that day. And this is a uh, anywhere from five to six days a week. It depends if we have a fight coming up or not. But I mean, it's definitely a lot of work, a lot of hours, but at the end of the day, if you're passionate enough about it, it's all worth it. That's mentally what motivates you. So you grew up in the South Valley. You went to Rio Grande High School, right? I did. And uh, are you still living in the South Valley? I am, yeah. Okay. I just I just built my own home there oh, cool. about two years ago. Congratulations. I put my own gym there in my home. So yeah, it's, it's been a blessing. That's amazing. And then you're a family guy, right? Tell us about your family. I am, yes. I'm married. I've been married for over 10 years to my beautiful wife, Ariana Torres. I have two boys, Julian and Princeton Torres, and they're 11 and 6. Are they boxing? Not yet, no. And what, my what, oldest what is your... a football player. Okay. I yeah. was going to say, what are your plans yeah. or what yeah. are they showing interest in? Football. Yeah. And then my youngest is an artist. He loves to draw. He, cool. He'd freak you out on some of his work. That's yeah. amazing. My so dad's like an artist, so I think he got it from him. That's great. Yeah. So with the football... Did you ever play football growing up? I played a little bit. I, I played a lot like with friends and I liked street football and I yeah. played a little bit of yaffle, but it just wasn't my thing. As soon as I put on the pads and the helmet, it just was a little bit like too. <laughs> You're like, there's too yeah, much cushion tunnel vision. Here. Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't like it. But I mean, I've always enjoyed the sport. So yeah. it's cool that my son not just likes it, but likes something other than boxing, something that I'm not, you know, really into. So right. it wasn't pushed on him. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. It is cool because a lot of times in my experience of friends, I they are into something and they try to push it on their kid and sometimes they get resentful. They're like, maybe I don't want to do what you want to do, you know? So it's good that you kind of let them find their own path. Yeah. Uh, tell us what you would like to see happening in Albuquerque as far as cultivating, not just boxing, but different things, different types of sports for youth or people that have maybe trouble at home or somewhere to go that's a safe place that would be amazing for the communities. Yeah, I would like to see just maybe more opportunities, more programs, things that are a lot more affordable uh, we were talking earlier about the big renovation they're doing at Jack Candelaria. That was always a good place for people to go who couldn't always afford these, you know, more expensive gyms and things like that. So I think just opening doors like that is going to be huge for the city. I mean, anything that we can do to keep them busy. My mom always said that idle hands are the devil's playgrounds. And I believe that's true. If, if we could keep the kids and the youth busy, I think we can keep them out of trouble. Absolutely. I mean, so you had an outlet, which is great, but not everybody does. Right. Yeah, and I think... Um, this, that's a good, uh, we should tell folks because it's not, uh, they might not see this on video, they might just be listening to it, but uh, what, tell us a little bit about this gym. So and I know I'm gonna hold up the brochure because I gave him, check it out. This is the renovations for Jack Candelaria uh, Community Center, uh, which is in, in uh, South San Jose. And um, 
look at that picture right there. <laughs> You're yeah. in the flyer. Oh, that's pretty cool. Flyer. I made so, the cut. Yep. And uh, we're building a sort of championship ring there, renovating the whole thing. But we're excited to celebrate that down the road. But tell us about like what this gym, kind of how it's played out in terms of both, uh, you know, either you using it, but also in terms of the boxing community. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that this even exists. I mean, whether they like boxing or not. Yeah, really, it is, it is a hidden gem. And I mean, I know that it's saved a lot of lives. I mean, I didn't really necessarily need boxing. I had a great life out of the sport. You know, both my parents were in my lives and I didn't, you know, go a day without anything that I needed. So I didn't need it, but I know that there are a lot of kids that did. And I know that it saved a lot of people's lives and gave them something to uh, to want to do and something to purpose towards. So when you walked in there, what, what was it? What was it like to you? Like, uh, you know, did somebody kind of come up to you and, you know, say, you know, ask your story or did you like sign up and go with a friend or how did that all? How did you discover it? When I walked in the doors, like I said earlier, I felt at home. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was something about it that just felt right. And uh, just seeing all the, the history on the walls, the pictures. Uh, it just it made me think to myself maybe I could be up on that wall someday and sure enough if you well I don't know what it looks like now after the <laughs> renovations but if you would have walked in a couple months ago one of the first posters one of the first banners you see was one of mine so I mean it just goes to show that if you uh, work hard and push you can do that too do you have big fights like coming in the nearby future tell us what's coming up um, I mean I'm always yeah trying to find big fights in the future right now we're working on some um, with top your promotions that we'll be putting on hopefully in February. We're still working on a date and a venue, but we're working towards that. Uh, but I'm just, I'm always hungry and looking for the next opportunity. I also have an amateur club that I train and bring up. I have a bare knuckle fighter, Josh Moreno, who is up and coming in that brand new sport, which is, you know, quickly growing. So when I'm not fighting and training for myself, I'm also training other people. That's so I'm amazing. staying busy. You are very busy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so. In thinking ahead, you know, of you having a match or having a boxing, I'm not saying the right term, <laughs> a match, is it? A no, fight. A fight. We'll okay. Call it a fight. Just a fight. Call <laughs> yeah. it what it is. Um, and then thinking about you training other people too, that could be something that also takes your time as far as you promoting somebody. Like, so is there somewhere online that people can get in touch with you if they have, if they want to contribute to this cause or they have a venue or they have fighters that they want to connect you with? I mean, the best way to reach out to me is probably on social media, on Facebook or Instagram. My Instagram is at Pit Boulevard. So that's usually the easiest, quickest way to reach me. I mean, okay. Yeah. So tell us how did you get the name Pitbull? Oh, yeah. Great question. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> when I started boxing with my best friend, his dad trained us, Richard Maribel. He passed away a couple of years ago, but he's the one that got me into the sport and he was my coach. And, uh, you know, a few months into my training, he just said, Hey, I think we're going to call you Pitbull. And at the time, I just, it didn't really stick at the time. I kind of didn't like it. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And uh, over the years, it's just grown. It became, you know, a part of who I am. Most people or a lot of people know me by Pitbull and they don't even know my first name. So <laughs> it, it's stuck and it's kind of cool. It is cool. You are yeah. definitely a hometown hero. We are so happy to have you on the show. And we're excited to see about the future. I think you can probably talk to somebody about still keeping a picture on the wall. Oh yeah, so the, <laughs> the gym, it's funny, we've been talking about this because, you know, in the, I mean, I had, this, this is one of the few projects that like, when I visited that gym, I didn't know, at first I didn't know it existed. Uh, I was always into boxing, like as a kid. Where is this Although, gym? For those San that don't Jose. know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right off of Broadway and San Jose Street. Okay. Yeah. And so, 
the like so you know I like I never boxed but like I was a fan basically is the short story but of course like a lot of people my age we grew up you know with in the heyday of Tapia and Romero and so uh, then like you know 20 years later or whatever I show up at this community center so it's a city community center let's just like be clear about what this is yeah. like you know we've all seen them it is what it is yeah. little gym some computers and some kids you know and like that's and then all of a sudden there's all these boxing rings and oh. there's all these posters from all the legends uh going back like ones that you know i should know but are like famous i just wasn't alive back then but like there's all sorts of champs that go back yeah. there and current ones too that people just don't know about because it's not quite like you know tapia uh like level uh in terms of awareness but like equally you know is uh, impressive champions and so their posters are on the wall yours is on the wall and you know so i see all this and i'm just like man this is like literally an albuquerque treasure and also like a living museum also and you know behind each one of those posters too is a boxer like yourself but it's typically somebody from albuquerque or from new mexico they found their way there and that was their gateway to professional boxing um, that's where they learn the skills and there's some old timers who still kind of train there and so this place like it's out of a movie like you know you pick your boxing movie about like where the boxer started right it's east san jose like it's right here in albuquerque so it's an incredible place. I know even a lot of the MMA guys, they might be in MMA now, but they all started there because it's an amateur community run program that's free. That's amazing. Uh, so it's, it's a super special place. And so I said, you know, one of the commitments I made in part to myself, but also the community center, I was like, you know what, we got to fix this place up because it's like falling down. Yeah. And, you know, Structurally, so, there's some stuff going on. Yeah. And but we're, we're just getting new equipment and new floors are really important for boxers uh, for traction, but also for cleaning them. And like there's a, all sorts of reasons why you need good floors. And then we're adding another ring. That was another request that they had. Oh. And then a spectator area so you can watch one of them. Oh, good. Fights. I was going to say, like, yeah. what about those? Especially for a family. Yeah. 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 yeah because to it's support, like, your support system. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's all going to be in place. It's, it's all funded. We're going to break ground in December. And uh, we'll, hopefully it should be done, you know, about a year to 18 months. Uh, it'll be back open for the kids again. Yeah, so I'm excited. Cool. I think it's it's long overdue, but better late than never. And I think it's going to be, you know, a great thing for the city and f for the youth. Just like you, great thing for the city and the youth. Thank you <laughs> very much. <laughs> Thank you. And we kept all, so we kept the posters, but like, you know, they're they're also, even, even the posters are like disintegrating. And Some like of the them, ones from yeah. The 70s. So they took, the theory is we're going to have pictures of the posters. So like, they'll still be up, but it'll be like a photograph so we can always replace them and um, you know, so we're and it's going to have a museum in the lobby that like cool. talks about the history, like a timeline. You know, yeah, museums a strong yeah. word, but so it's going to really pay respect, I think, to what that gym's done and the people who've been through it. Um, and uh, we're we're hoping to to get some input as we get closer from the boxing community, just like exactly what they want or you know how the look should be, because I remember the first designs I got too. It looked like looked like a hotel lobby for like you know, the Hyatt place. Cause like, ah, you know, it's a community room. They're just, that's what they're right. doing. I was like, yeah. hold on a second. This is not, like, this, yeah. is, this is a boxing gym, you know? So yeah. maybe we should get rid of some of the decorative lighting. Right. And, you know, the color scheme is weird. So. Still has to have a little ruggedness to yes, it. Yes, exactly. Trying to keep that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's hard to have a new building and keep it rugged. And keep it authentic. Yeah. 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 So. Well, we re really appreciate you being on the show today. We appreciate everything you're doing in the community. Uh, staying true to your South Valley roots. Congratulations on your home and your family, and we wish you the best of luck. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you, guys. You got it. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening, Albuquerque. And remember, it takes all of us to fulfill the promise of the city that we all call home. 
We hope to see you again next time on 1ABQ and you. Be sure and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us at hashtag 1ABQ and you. If you'd like to share your own ABQ observations, experiences, or topic suggestions, reach out to us. You've been listening to 1ABQ and you.